welcome back to the 39 Days Podcast with Alex and Andrew. I'm Alex. That's Andrew. What's going on, everyone? And today we were talking about episode three of Survivor 42, which had arguably, I would say, one of the craziest, most unpredictable tribals we've ever seen. I think that's For pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's, think, if, if you're going to talk about this episode, uh, most of our attention tonight is going to be on the Wacky and Wild Tribal Council. What was said, what happened, how the person who got voted out got voted out. Uh, it, it's, it really was one of those iconic moments that we mm-hmm. haven't had in a while. Um, you, know, you think back to people playing idols and idol nullifiers or people stealing a vote and that being the difference. Um, we haven't, we've kind of gotten a lot of like garden variety eliminations the past year or so. Uh, and this was awesome. This was totally. We've seen in the last, you know, few seasons or so, there's been a lot of eliminations that almost seemed like they were kind of forced, especially last season. Like um, one thing that I think of is the challenge last season with Deshaun, like first person who loses has to do the challenge where they have to pick the box to stay in the game or whatever it was. Yeah. And to me, something like that seems so forced where this was straight up two alliances that couldn't agree and they basically went to war. And it was brought on the fact that you have six people at tribal council and only four of them could vote. Yeah. I, I can't recall a time where multiple people haven't had their vote. Now it seems to become a recurring trend now with mm. at least one person at tribal can't vote because of the beware advantage, because of whatever else happened. Yeah. Uh, but, but that wasn't the only to multiple people here. at once. Yeah. That was not the only factor here. And we'll get into that because that is, I got, I got, I got opinions on that, <laughs> but um, let's start off just by going over when they, when um, orange tribe go, Taku, Vati, I think it's Taku. Um, Yeah, they get back from Tribal, and for some reason, we talk about this every single episode. For some reason, people continue to tell everyone about their advantages. I don't get it. It makes no sense. Why are they doing this? Why? They got back after voting out uh, Mariah, and Marianne proceeded to tell Jonathan, Omar, and Lindsay about her extra vote, which she had just gotten like an hour she, before. Exactly. Remember, we she knew got she it got it. Tribal. Right, right. We we knew she got it way earlier in last week's episode, but it wasn't actually sitting there waiting for her until she went up to vote. So Side within note, I, an I, hour or two, she like couldn't couldn't hold it in any longer. I really do like. I I don't love the idea of ha- basically having the ship wheel thing every week and giving everyone an advantage, but I really like the twist of that where they don't find out until they vote at tribal. Yeah. I think that kind of nerves it. If I recall correctly in 41, when they did it, they did it for like three or four weeks in a row. And then it kind of just went away. Yeah. Um, so maybe it is just setting up some advantages to be used later in the game now, but which I, have I no agree problem with, but I don't want it to be right. Like, like an exile Allen type thing where like at the, at every immunity challenge, it's like yeah. well, the losing, losing tribe, um, has to has send someone or the wind because it, to pick two people to go or whatnot. because there's like, a difference between exile island which was just literally exile island with the chance of maybe finding an idol but if someone already found it you're sol then this where you basically have a 50 50 shot of getting it advantage the only difference about this obviously in something like exiles exile you're alone you don't have any supplies you, it's basically like the edge of extinction but for yeah. one night 
maybe they gave you some rice or something. I don't remember. But here, you're at least given the opportunity to to talk to someone, make a relationship on a tribe that you haven't actually been on with people you haven't lived with. So I do like that aspect. But the fact that they have to keep pumping in the risk your vote or protect your vote type thing, like if they do it three or four weeks in a row, it will kind of water things down. Yeah. And maybe they do want people to lose their vote a bunch. Like it certainly impacted this week's tribal. Uh, and I get that, but I just don't want it to be abused. Yeah. So one, one comparison that I am, thought of when you just brought that up how they just keep on doing it is how in ghost island they would have they would basically have someone go to ghost island every week but there would only be certain weeks that there'd be a challenge they'd open they'd crack open one of those little urns and say like no challenge this week which on one hand was cheap for the people that were there but on the other hand i think it limited the amount of advantages that were put into the game and that's kind of something they should probably go back to if they're going to keep doing it like this. Right. And the whole premise though of Ghost Island was like mistakes have been made by previous mm. uh, previous players of this game on previous seasons. You have the chance to undo that mistake and earn an advantage yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and again, I keep coming back to the fact that all of those send someone away are all solitary. Whereas here it's just like, hey, go meet someone for an hour and then make a decision and go back to your camp. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, anyways, so I know, but, yeah, she... but like, like we're, we're, we're burying the lead here. Like we were still talking about uh, Marianne talking about her extra vote, right? Like why, why would you do this? Yeah. We saw Drea talk about it and say, Hey, look, I have an extra vote. We should do an all girls Alliance last week. And immediately Swati was like, should we take her out? Should like, we, we take, her, should take out? her out? Because she has too much power. So uh, Marianne's doing the same thing. My mindset with this type of thing is that in the earlier seasons, not exactly earlier seasons, but like twenties, early 30s people would kind of use idols and advantages that they got to gain trust with other people and that's something that makes sense but in this day and age you cannot do that because someone will turn around and backstab you for it where older seasons alliances were pretty much set in stone and if you went against your alliance you were immediately singled out and ridiculed and you had no chance of winning. Think of Cochrane in South Pacific. You know, the guy was bullied the whole season, turned on his tribe. They treated him like crap the rest of the season. Where now, ever since the idea of like voting blocks came in, where basically you vote with people that you have a common interest with, and then you kind of go your separate ways, or you just have a civil civil agreement with them, and then you have the you know the groups that are like closer, but now it's a lot less taboo for someone to turn on their tribe. So yeah. I think trying to build trust with people or just showing them you, the advantages you have in the game is so much riskier now. Yeah, because I, I of that. get it. I don't hate the idea of using an advantage to sway the numbers to wiggle your way into an alliance you may not already have any standing in, but you're right in that the game is so, so fast and crazy and wild from like the day they hit the beach uh, these seasons nowadays that people not necessarily have firm alliances, but already having conversations and making soft alliances, I'll call them with a lot of people. So that if you tell someone you have an advantage, you have some extra power, it's not like, Oh cool. It's us versus them. I want to work with you. So we're stronger. It's like, well, we're all still kind of fluid. The only person who's an outsider is the person who has the the advantage. That's you. 
we're going to take you out. Mm-hmm. And they're not so, working with anyone else at this beat. People in in more recent seasons can recognize when someone is a threat now, as opposed to older seasons where they wouldn't recognize if someone was a threat because they were in their alliance. They just choose to not choose to ignore it. Just think, you know, I keep on going back to older seasons as examples, but just think of um, Redemption Island with Boston Rob. Everyone knew he was a threat, but they, everyone refused to turn on anyone. Because Which is, as we've talked about, like that kind of gameplay, like power to the people who made it work. Kim yeah. won one world. Power to someone like, yeah, power to Boston Rob, power to Kim, power to those people for being in charge of everything. Everyone else, what do you do it? Yeah, and we, we've and look, I think it all changed um, the first time Tony played and won. Yeah, and he used the the turn on <laughs> He called it the meat shield, mm-hmm. um, and, and that you don't want to be the king of the castle. And have everyone get in line to serve you because players right now don't want to just have the numbers anymore. They realize yeah. like if I'm not something flipped at a certain point where we're a bunch of players realized, Hey, I'm in the power Alliance of six out of nine people, but I don't want to just ride around and finish fifth. Like yeah. that's what, what does that benefit me? And, and eventually something changed where I'm glad that you want to have power, but you don't want everyone to know you have power. Mm. Or you at least want to have someone else who will be a target in front of you. So I'm glad that that aspect of the game has changed. Uh, and, and again, relating back to the advantages here, uh, it, it's unfortunate that having an advantage immediately puts a target on your back and you can't use it to kind of benefit your standing in the game uh, or change alliances or pull someone on the other side over to your side. Uh, but people are just so leery right now yeah. uh, of an advantage because well, you, you don't have it. He's thinking about, about there's still there's still what seven eight nine days in like this is there are only three episodes in <laughs> I looked, yeah. looked at my camera like i was holding two fingers there um but like they don't know each other at all especially with the way that these seat this season and 41 was laid out because they're 13 days shorter you know tribals are every two days when they're the separate tribes instead of three, like normal, it's so much more fast paced. You don't get enough as much time to get to know everyone. And, you know, I don't blame them for being so leery of each other just because of how fast paced everything is. Yeah. And we kind of saw this last season and, and I don't know if that would be the case again this time, but like, remember the Ua tribe got picked off one by one by one. Yeah. And there was never a tribe swap. There was never uh, a reshuffling of things. They didn't, go from three tribes to two. So maybe just in, in the, the reduced time, you, you mentioned there are 26 days, now 13 days less than in the past. Maybe they say, look, let's just ride it out with the tribes we have, mm-hmm. get to the merge, and then the game will be on from there. I would also argue that the no tribe swap thing may have something to do with COVID guidelines. Um, I can't imagine because everyone is in quarantine before. And, 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 you know, I got that, but I also, it was just kind of like a, when I realized last season, um, you brought it up a while ago how they never swapped it all. I just had like the thought of, oh, maybe that maybe it had something to do with that. Because I'm this actually one, more wondering if it has something to do with the, the beware advantage. They don't want multiple people that's on the same tribe point. having it. That's a really that's good a, point. Yeah, because also if you find two beware advantages, you have two phrases you have to say. Well, not two. I see you're taking it a step farther. I didn't mean one person has two. I meant two people in one tribe have two. 
okay, that also makes sense too. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's actually a pretty good segue though, because Marianne found it. She found the one for Vati. I'm, get, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting better. A little bit. Um but yeah, she found it in front of Omar, which again we just went over this, but still, what are you doing? Especially something yeah, like that. I'm just sitting there screaming at my television, like, what are you mm. doing? Stop it. Like, I get she found don't it accidentally, it. but try and be secretive. You know, don't immediately be like, oh my God, I found an idol. And when everyone just comes running, like, okay, cool, she has an idol. We'll take her out now. Like, but interestingly enough, we don't have anyone on her tribe, at least not what we saw on camera, um, thinking way ahead like we saw Daniel yeah. when Mike found it, which, by the way, we got to talk about that again real quick. Um, Daniel trying to, like, basically steal the advantage from yeah. Mike and getting called out. That was crazy. That was and, one and, of the weirder like, things. Like he lost it again. That was one of the weirder things I've seen in this show because yeah. he... My, for some reason, he just tr- was like, "Yeah, I need, I need your idol. I just need to see it because I'm paranoid." And he did a terrible job of covering for himself. He, he wasn't paranoid. He was trying to read all the fine print on the letter. And I know, really but he was, but he was, he worded to Mike that he was paranoid and he just wanted to read all the fine print. Where in reality, he just wanted to see everything so they could understand just how they had to go ahead with it. Right. Because him and Chanel are trying to basically take that power away from mike and mike yeah and, and the one thing that he read that he didn't i guess know last week which kind of limits his plan is that hey once we all can make it to the merge the lack of a vote goes away so and it, and he can it only becomes, control and mike it becomes that. an idol that's right. the one thing and i think it was different i think it's different for this season than it was last season where once they get to the merge with the idol it becomes a full-fledged idol no matter what oh okay so i actually missed that that's the yeah. case. that's that's interesting so uh, the only reason real reason to say the phrases would be if you need it before if you want to activate it beforehand well which for me there's vote, no right <laughs> it's not so much about that's the immunity true. It's, it's the power to vote. vote yeah i, for, I forgot about so that it's, it's, it's it's a little edge sword there but yeah, yeah, no, you mentioned, so I, I got distracted. I was saying um, no one on Marianne's tribe tried to pull the same thing that Daniel did and trying to control her. Um, yeah. Although, did she tell anyone she had it? I know she they were all Omar. looking for it and she kind of said it out loud, but I don't think it was ever clear if she told everyone. I don't think she told own. everyone, no. Okay. But at the same so time, she the four of them, says it the four the them seem so and, close that I wouldn't be surprised if she had told everyone. Um. But yeah, she just randomly said her phrase at the challenge and then Mike didn't say his, which I thought was interesting because he was supposedly waiting for the other tribe to say, you know, their phrase. But Which I actually kind of like because if yeah. he's going to say something and put his ass on the line, he doesn't want to actually do it unless he has full assurance that when he opens his mouth, he gains himself back the power to vote plus the immunity. Well, Although it could be the same situations we saw in 41 where... The, the third tribe also has it. And by him not saying it, he's keep just keeping everyone from getting their yeah. communities. Well, and you think about it too. Like if he immediately just said something weird right after Marianne said something weird, that would, that would put a target on him right off the bat. Yep. 
just like how last season it put Xander had a target on him in the beginning, and then everyone just kind of thought, yeah, he's a freaking weirdo. Um, but then towards the end, once ever once Xander and Shan and Nasir said their lines, everyone just kind of was like, okay, that can't be. <laughs> It can't be, you know, a coincidence. But then they they they, they didn't emerge like a week, like the next episode. So yeah. So then immediately now there was three idols in play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let, let, let's get to the, the, the challenge because it's crazy. There's really not much to say um, other than Jonathan beat the ocean. Like, Jonathan <laughs> fought the ocean, the entire ocean, and what one? What one thing my father always told me growing up when we go to the beach. You know, you like get all stern and be like, no man is bigger than the ocean. I don't know if that's his line or he was quoting my grandfather or whatever, right? But the whole thing yeah. is, no man's bigger than the ocean. Essentially, like, you get caught in a riptide. I don't care how good a swimmer you are, you're going to die or whatever, yeah. right? Like, Jonathan beat the ocean. Like, yeah. I, I'm speechless. That was one of the, like, the cooler things you've seen because there's been a lot of feats of physical strength on this show, but nothing has ever really, we've never really seen anything like that, especially when Jeff had to make history basically by letting the other two tribes forfeit part of a challenge because the ocean was so rough and it wasn't right. It wasn't any fault of them. It was solely the weather that day. Yeah. And he said it wasn't for lack of effort. Yeah. And I think what helped his decision is the fact that they were both at about the same spot. So no one yeah. had an advantage of the other. So like, if you like wipe the slate clean and say, all right, go to the next stage. If some person was 10, 15% ahead of the other team, then that's a disadvantage to them yeah. they lose whatever lead they had. Uh, here they were kind of just, they were just flopping around the ocean yeah, and trying exactly. to survive at that point. Yeah. And it, it was a lot less of trying to um, actually put their ladder up and get the key than it was basically stay there. Like we saw a lot of clips of, you know, I think it was Chanel was holding on for dear life onto the pole. Yeah. Roxroy was like yelling for help because he, couldn't get above the water like it was it was dangerous it was to the point where it was legitimately dangerous yeah and you you obviously you can't put these people's lives at risk outside of what the game already presents yeah exactly Um, but yeah so it was it was a pretty clear clear cut victory uh at least for what taku yeah (laughs) uh because jonathan not only did he just dominate the ocean and the water part of the challenge, but then he basically finished the rest of it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, yeah, it's, that's one of the, the, the most, the strongest individual performances in a team challenge. I think we've ever seen. And poor Jonathan though, to his sake, he was the first pick on our fantasy draft. You nailed him right away. Mm-hmm. He's a big, strong guy, but also has an awesome social game. And Jeff threw his ass under the bus. He's like, and he made sure he pointed out how good of an individual performance it was. Yeah. And like as good as that is, and how much praise and attention you want, you never want people big old bullseye like, on his back now. Hey, look at this guy. Yeah. He's the threat. Jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, I remember I said to my mother after we watched that, I was like, Man, Jonathan is so is different than the other kind of like classic musclehead guys that you see on the show where every season it seems there's your stereotypical ripped guy. But a lot of the times they either have no social game or they have an ego the size of the moon or, you know, there's something that kind of negates their strength and challenges. 
where with Jonathan, it doesn't really seem like he has that type of Achilles heel. He has a very good social game. Like you said, he's very good in challenges and he has a really good relationship with everyone. Yeah. And, and I'm really hoping that they don't just immediately get to the merge and be like, well, yeah. this guy can't win. Let's just take him out now. Yeah. Especially because a lot of people have already told like a really good story for why they deserve to win. Things mm-hmm. they, they had to go through. Like Mariah obviously had a really good story, so, which is not going to matter now. I think Zach first out had a pretty good story. Um, I, I feel like they, they, they make sure that they cast people who aren't just, Hey, here's some random guy from, from the cornfield in Iowa. Like, yeah, any, like they're not, they're not hiring that person anymore. So yeah, they uh, used to, but now they want someone that people are going to like emotionally connect with. Yeah. And that's why it, we have a lot more trouble kind of like picking who we want to win. Like there's a difference for how you and I, at the beginning of both seasons, we've covered where we've picked someone to win based solely on like our impression of them. But there's a difference between that and wanting someone to win because there's so many, we understand everyone like a different way now because the show has done a lot better of giving everyone their own type of like character arc. Right. Whereas in the earlier seasons, you'd have your like five to seven people who would all end up being the ones in the final five to seven and the entire rest of the cast would just be voted out. And because of the first eight or so episodes, you base were just basically filler, just letting you get to know the first, you know, the, the people that you yeah, actually had. Someone, connect- someone got eliminated. You, you, they, you, they didn't have a story. You didn't really know much mm-hmm. about them. Like, Oh, cool. That, that person went home. That's one less person who's in the game. Like, you didn't know anything about him. So yeah. their, their elimination was just cannon fodder at that point. Exactly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think basically after the challenge, there's really not much to discuss other than tribal. Well, let, let's part of part of what's important to travel. We do got to talk about um, Chanel and was it Omar who went on on the adventure to what we're yeah, calling Ship so Wheel Island. Uh, and I, I still can't understand because Chanel made a point of saying oh, multiple yeah, yeah. times. I'm going to travel tonight. I cannot, I cannot risk, I cannot risk, I, I cannot risk being at a disadvantage. And she said that to his face. And because of that, he used that to his advantage saying, yeah, I don't think she's going to risk her vote here. Yeah. But one Makes thing I didn't sense. understand about, about her gameplay is that she both said, I, I, I don't want to do anything that risks or endangers my vote, but I still want to do something that gives both of us an advantage coming out of here. And I'm sitting at home thinking, like, you can only have one of those. Impo- it's literally yeah. impossible. Yeah, it's either you both get nothing, or one or person. One of you gets the something. other person. Right. Yeah, there's so, three possible outcomes here. It's one of you gets nothing. One of you gets something. You both, or you both get nothing, and you get a vote taken away, or you both get nothing, and you just walk out of there like nothing happened. Right. Other and she took the worst possible option. Yeah, I, I don't know if she was just thinking like because I thought it was pretty clear. Maybe it's just the way they edited it, but it seemed like it was pretty clear that Omar was going to risk it. She was telling him mm-hmm. to risk it. But when she got up to the wheel to make the decision, she's like, you know what? I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to let me get an advantage. I'm sitting there like, no, I, well, I think, I think she, she went second. So we already knew. But she they knew she was it. going into tribal and that there'd be some, you know, she was about to do something that might affect that. 
So then the second she walks down there and sees risk your vote or protect your vote. If you know that this is going to be a big tribal for your tribe, you cannot risk your vote. No Especially matter you what. Don't have the numbers. Like if you exactly. firmly have the numbers and it's fine. Obviously one she person didn't, flipping. But the thing is she didn't, didn't know. She had no idea what was going on because she wasn't there. She didn't realize that she'd be the pivotal vote. She had no idea. But part of that's her own social game too, in, in not being aware of yeah. the pre-existing relationships on her tribe. Like she had to have at least had some idea of where people were standing yeah. up to that point, right? And where the vote may have gone. Like if she came back and they're like, oh, hey, we're gonna vote at Mike. They're gonna be like, yeah. huh, that's different, but I'm on board. But maybe that would have been the case. But I think generally, like if you would ask her as she was on the boat leaving, hey, who do you think is gonna be on the chat block tonight? I bet she would have said Lydia and Jenny. Yeah. It's and not like it wasn't a, you could do the math with who's voting for who. Yeah. Well, and uh, the thing is I, they also not everyone knew that Mike didn't have a vote either. Um I don't think High and Lydia well, knew. She knew. She knew. Chanel knew. Yeah. But I don't think High and Lydia did. But I think that's even worse for her, knowing that one person in her alliance could not vote. Yeah. How? How do you risk a second vote being taken away? Yeah. You guys have no chance at tribal. Yeah, I, so. I don't. You know, you could exp- you could ex- go over the scenario so many times. I don't think I'd understand it. No, like, there's I, just I, no reason to risk your vote, especially when, like you said, especially when your alliance is already down one vote, and there's a chance for there's a a tiny little chance that maybe you'll get an advantage out of it. But even then, like. You have to play, especially in this season where it's so fast paced, you have to play in the moment. And in that For moment, sure. there's a chance that if she risked her vote and wouldn't be able to vote, her entire game could blow up. If this was a different scenario, Which it's still right. <laughs> I legitimately think if Mike could vote and she risked her vote, no problem with that. They'd still be at a 3 2 advantage. But they, she went into that with the four of them being at a 3 2 advantage. Right. Yeah, at which, look, let, let's just roll right into actually what happened, right? You have Mike and Chanel both unable to vote. Yeah. And then um, I'm sitting at home. We can go again through who we, we have in our preseason drafts, but Jenny, Hi, and Lydia, all three of them on my team, and I'm thinking, well, I have to lose someone. And I did, but uh, I was sweating out high because he's my pick to win the whole yeah. thing, right? And when they were like, oh, they're going to go for Lydia. I was like, I can live with that. Okay, I can live with mm-hmm. it. It's not my winner. It is someone on my team. It is someone whose stock is rising. Yeah. I can live with it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you have four people only able to vote. And just the look on everyone's face. I think it was it high who said it the first time or the second time? Second the time. When there was okay, two so, votes and there should have been four. Right. Okay. So, so the first time they get back, Jeff reads the the fourth vote and he's like we're tied 2-2 two, two, no more votes yeah and everyone's like everyone was just confused what in what world I, I do love though Mike's reaction like, every time he went up to vote he saw that thing it's like you went on the vote he's just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a great it's a genuine reaction mm. uh, but yeah I can't recall a time where we've seen um two ties and they had to go yeah. to the box uh, 
necessitated by people not being able to vote. Now there's been no. a deadlock in what was it, Millennials versus Gen X, I believe. Yeah, there when, was. When Jess got yeah, on rocks. and in um, Blood versus Water one, there was yes. a uh, there was rocks, but but that's when you just have like six versus six. Yeah, exactly. Just there was two no- hard-headed groups. No one's willing to budge. Mm-hmm. Where this one was, it was literally just no one willing to budge because there was so there was only basically four people that it could boil down to. Where it pretty much went between High and Daniel. And I think it, it, what the crazier part about it too is because Jeff made it very clear at the end that you guys have to make a unanimous decision. We're going to rocks. Yeah. And I think what helped that case for them to make a decision and ultimately end up selecting Jenny to be voted out is because Chanel and Mike were two of those four people who needed the yeah. decision, but because they didn't have a vote, Jeff said they, they could influence the decision, but they yeah. couldn't actually make a decision themselves. They had, they still had no power. Yeah. So reality came to high versus Daniel mm-hmm. saying, Hey, who do we want to vote out? And I think they were both defiantly. They were of, I want my person to go where I want the person on my side to, to be safe. I want the other person to go home, but also, Daniel did not want to go to rocks at all. And I was willing to. So like, that's kind of where the, the you said, happened. you said before this though, before we started recording that high might've been bluffing. And the more I think about it, the more I think either way, I f- saying I'm willing to go to rocks gives you all the leverage in the world in that type of situation. What a power play. Yeah. Because Jeff even asked him first, like he got to say the name first and he's like, well, yeah. you, you don't vote Frank. My decision's made. We can go to Rocks. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Go ahead. Especially if the other person says, yeah, I really don't want to go to Rocks, which is what he led with. Daniel immediately yep. went, yeah, I really don't want to go to Rocks. So all the all I has to do is say, you know what? I can go to Rocks. And then all of a sudden, that, that gives him all the power because he's right. the one that is going to be nece- uh, nece- necessitating nego- the negotiation. I cannot talk. Where Daniel's <laughs> just, he basically is just telling Daniel, yeah. If you don't vote with me, we're going to rocks. And if he's the guy, if Daniel's the guy that doesn't want to go to rocks, what choice does he have? He forced his hand to vote yeah, out someone exactly. he didn't want to because it was either I vote out someone who I may want to keep around or I risk my own my self entire being game. Yeah. And it's a no brainer. Like, good. If I was, oh, yeah. Like, if I was actually willing to go to rocks and like did not care, was willing to take the, the risks. Like he could have blown up his face yeah. or he could have gotten away with it. And it would have been like a gigantic play. But the fact that he, or if he was bluffing, the fact that he forced that on, on, on Daniel was one of the best moves I think I've seen in a, in a while on this show. Definitely, definitely probably the best move of this season. Yeah. And, in a, and in a Daniel while. for sure did not want to be the one who got eliminated. I certainly yeah. wouldn't. I, I can't imagine oh, God, anyone. No in that situation like no, you protect you, yourself you pour one out for jenny just because of that because if you get voted out just normally where you see you know say it's like a four to one vote you understand unanimous vote it's fine but in that type of situation where if you're picked over someone else they where they're just like yeah we are gonna shoot we both we want both you and lydia gone but I guess we'll take Lydia over you. That's so demoralizing. Like that's such yeah. an embarrassing way to go out, and it's through no fault of her own either. Right. Like I, I don't. Other than I other than maybe she could have, if she flipped her. But well, she had already voted for Lydia, right? So there was nothing yeah. she could have done. Yeah. She only. If voted she voted for, for anyone other than Lydia, she would have had 
the majority of votes on her right from the get-go. It would have been a two-one-one mm-hmm. one vote, and that would have been it. Yeah. You're right. So Jenny literally did nothing wrong. No, she didn't do anything wrong. She was on and she was on the right side of the votes too. It was just Chanel's dumb decision to risk her vote that put her on the bat on the wrong side. Because Chanel would have voted for Lydia if she had been able to vote. I think so. She was we, we gotta talk about it too, that that whole her whispering to Daniel and Daniel being like, Oh, I had a game plan, but also I, I showed up here and just whatever you told me to do, I was gonna do. It's like I, yeah, I don't know that whole that whole exchange between him and Chanel was very odd because he was trying to kind of pass the blame off onto Chanel and Chanel was defending herself by saying she had never told him anything, but she had, which was the problem. No, we we clearly saw her whisper it and and exactly. Hi saw it too. She said like vote for Lydia and Hi like looked right at her. So yeah. <laughs> like she physically no she said to him vote for Lydia and she was trying to cover herself when he called her out for it. Mm-hmm. But in in doing so, it made them both look bad because a it made her look like she could not be trusted at all, and she's just tr- she's just sacrificing someone to save herself. Or, and then for Daniel, it just looks like he's he's trying to pass the blame off on someone else and look bad because this tribal was not, it did not help Daniel's stock at all. No, you know? it, it really didn't help a lot of people uh, who are unfortunately on, I, the, on I would my say the, team. Only, the only person it helped was high. Yeah, I, I think he kept his ally in the game. Yeah. He, he showed that he's not going to back down, mm-hmm. but he's still not. I, I wouldn't say a threat by any means. I wouldn't say he's a threat, but he he's a bigger threat than, you know, Lydia at this point, just because he was in that position of power. He's not yes. in the majority alliance on his tribe because they're still outnumbered. Actually, no, technically, it's 2-2 two, two now. Well, there's five of them left. There's five, but Mike still doesn't have a vote. But Mike still can't vote, right? Yeah. Right, so if they go back to tribal, we could just see a repeat two, two, scenario. Exactly. Which, <laughs> that'd sense. be wild if that happened. Yeah, and of course, if Taku goes to uh, tribal next week, Omar can vote. So again, you have another 2-2 two, two mm-hmm. chance there. I forgot about another... that, yeah. Marianne can't vote either. Mary, well, that's wild. That so he can't vote just, just one time. Wow, that's crazy. So... Wait, they have five people left, right? They have four. They voted out Mariah and then Jackson. They do have four. Right. Oh, wow. So only two There's people. Only two people could vote. So, yeah. How does that work? They can only vote for each other. It ends in a tie. No, then, no, no. They wouldn't, they, it's not it, that they wouldn't be able to vote for each other. All four people would still go up there. There would just be two votes. Right, but they could own. Oh, I guess they could technically. They could vote for Omar, or they could vote for <laughs> yeah, Marianne. Yeah, you're. Right. I'm yeah. thinking like they're they're just going to vote for each other, and then they're going to cancel. Yeah, out and there's a revote. No, this isn't like a final three scenario right here. Right, they could both just say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to vote on Marianne," and that could be the end of it. You're right. Yeah, but that would be crazy too. You have two straight weeks where only two people make like the final decision. Mm-hmm. We haven't That'd had a single. Crazy. We haven't had a single normal elimination this whole season. Even the first no. two, we saw our first ever unanimous votes. Like survivors never yeah. seen a unanimous vote up until episodes one and two. 
because people didn't lose their vote. And yeah. even if everyone else on the tribe voted for, for you, you still, you still have you, a vote. And, you vote and you're not going to vote for yourself. You can't. You literally can't. You physically can't vote for yourself. I don't think you're allowed to, no. I didn't know that. I just figured it you know, was something that obviously well, wasn't. If you were going to, I think you would just, you would just pull yourself in the game. Yeah, I guess. That's why that I go through sense. this raid, right? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, either yeah. way, like I don't think we'd, I don't think we'd ever get to the point where we saw someone voting for themselves. No. If it got to the point where everyone was voting, and then that person just went, "Yeah, I'm just going to vote for myself," like, what are you doing? Right. Like even uh, in uh, fans versus favorites too, when they had the impromptu tribal and Brandon went home. He like defi- I forget who he screamed. He like he defiantly screamed someone else's name. Philip. It was Philip Shepard. Yeah. Philip okay. Shepard. Yeah. So even then, like he knew he was going home. He was all fired up, ready to like punch oh, yeah. a hole through something. But he still said someone else's name. So, like I don't yeah. even think if he could have said his name, like get me the hell out of here, he would have said his yeah. name. But like he, he did hate Philip too. Him and a lot of people have played this game before him. Oh, he- yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, can you blame him? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought we'd get off on a tangent and bring up Philip Shepard in this pod, but here we are. <laughs> well, until someone pops out uh, bright pink underwear again. And then okay. Just, just I think it. right now, if they ever do like a Survivor Duos type of thing, we should go on there and we should have matching bright pink tidy whities as an, as an homage to Philip Shepard. What do you say? <laughs> can, I, can I say no to that? <laughs> Fine, I guess so. <laughs> All right, yeah. So let's let's let, let's wrap this up though. Like, where do we see everything going? I don't know. Over the next few weeks, because like I we really said, don't. Taku know. goes to tribal. Only two people can vote. If they come back again next week, we're probably going to get another two-two split. Yeah, um, for for Vati, I mean. And the thing is, right now, is that all three of them physically are very evenly matched. Which is what gives me hesitation about even kind of predicting who's going to win the next challenges. Because it's not like last season where we basically saw Ua just get picked off one by one by one. Each tribe, we're three episodes in. We've had three immunity challenges and each tribe has lost one. The only reason uh, Taku has two people down, down is because of Jackson's Jackson. elimination. Yeah. yeah. We're th- like three immunity challenges, three different tribes have lost. That's about as everyone's also get. had to forfeit their, their flint at one point and gotten it back. Well, yeah, I guess. Um, Vati hasn't gotten theirs back because they just lost it. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's going to be crazy. And I don't remember them teasing anything all that wild for this upcoming episode. Is there anything I'm missing? It's, like, it, from what I remember, I don't remember it either. Nothing really stood out to me. It just seemed like there was a lot of um, conflict between everyone. Yeah, and one thing and I that will could note, be that could just be manufactured because one thing the show is very good at is taking clips of other people talking out of context and making it look like they're. Oh yeah, it's all smoke screen. Yeah, like we they, they made it look like last week, like Dre was in a lot of trouble. And then or they didn't even go to tribal council. The entire blue tribe didn't basically didn't have any screen time this episode. Right. 
So who knows? And they made it seem like Mike actually lost his idol a second time. Yeah, where he, <laughs> he did. Well, didn't have it. I mean, Hardy technically he did. It just was at the fault of someone else. Yeah, right. So yeah, but, they're, they're um, pretty good at just at driving us off the scent at this point. So basically, yeah. what, if you see something in the trailer, other than Jeff definitively saying, like, drop your buffs. Whatever you see it, is probably not what you. It's not going to happen. It's going. It it's it's going to happen, but just not in that way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good spot to wrap up because we uh, we covered everything. But uh, you have anything else to say? I'm good for this week. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. One of those days in the future after episode four um but yeah for now uh see everyone later